This podcast is produced by UNSW Wit, a student-run society founded in 2016 that has grown into a network of over 2,000 students. Our mission is to empower, unite, and upskill students within STEM by hosting various online and offline events, as well as creating publications. I'm Vivian, the education exec of Wit. I'm currently in my second year, pursuing a double degree in actuarial science and commerce. Today, I'm joined by the WIT IT exec, Alicia. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Aoyoung, and as Vivian mentioned, I'm currently the IT executive for Women in Technology, and I'm in my second year studying commerce and computer science. For today's episode, we'll be diving into the data industry with our guest speaker, Emma Badman, an associate analyst from Quantium, who will be discussing her journey in technology. So without further ado, let's get started. So hello, Emma, and thank you for joining with us today. So uh, to kick things off, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in Quantum? Hi, uh, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so a bit about myself. I did a double degree in business and maths in QUT in Brisbane. So I majored in decision science and finance, so similar to the actuarial studies. Um, and then I decided once I graduated to move to Sydney and I started as a grad at Quantium. So I recently just finished that grad program, but that went for a year and a half and had two different rotations. So in my first rotation, I was a um, analyst in the FMCG team. And as my second rotation, I sort of did full circle and tried out a consulting role within that same team. And I'm now staying in that second role. And so I'm a consultant working with FMCG. I'm curious because you're originally from Queensland. What made you move to Sydney? Because I understand it can be daunting to move to another, another state for for, um, for a new job. Because myself, I'm, I'm from Singapore and I moved to Sydney about two years ago. Well, that's a much bigger move than me. I just moved to now. So, um, but yeah, no, I think there was a lot more opportunities in Sydney for me. Data analytics isn't very big in Queensland and um, there wasn't a whole lot I could do outside of finance. So yeah, I decided to make the move and see where things took me. And I thought it was really perfect timing to give it a go. Would you see yourself working in other countries or moving back to Queensland in the future? Yeah, I'm open to anything, really. Uh, I might just see where things take me. It's all a bit tricky to say right now with everything going on. But um, yeah, I'd definitely be open to it. Interesting. Is there a reason why you choose to join Quantum graduate programs instead of any other companies? Um, I thought about a lot and I applied to a lot of graduate programs. And to be honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was so unsure. So I just applied to so many. And at the end of the day, I needed to think about, all right, well, what do I want to do? And when I thought about it, I thought I liked the idea of analytics. And I felt like Quantium was so broad that it gave me exposure to everything. I thought, well, that sounds perfect. I can get in and try it all and then decide what I want to do from there. I guess what are some of the things you value the most in terms of the company that you choose to work for? I think I value good people and good management. I like to surround myself with positive people and I think it goes a really long way to know what the culture of a company is like and Quantium definitely has a great culture. I think another thing was Quantium gave a lot of responsibility at quite low levels. I liked the the freedom and the opportunities to take on so many different problems um, and be trusted with it so early on. 
You mentioned that you went through two rotation in your graduate program. I was wondering if you could go through each of the rotation in the graduate program. Yeah, so Quantium has about eight different verticals. So there's a lot of different teams that you can work in within there. And so there's things like banking or health or FMCG or retail. And um, typically what everyone will do, so you'll have two rotations and you'll try out one team and then maybe another team. And it might be something where one's a bit more um, coding orientated, a bit more data focused, and the other one might be a bit more client facing. Um, mine was a little bit different because I stayed in the one team, but I did that because I really wanted to try out consulting and building relationships and things like that. Cool. What are some projects that you get to work on as a graduate at Quantium? So I think when I started, I built a tracker to look at sales over time. Um, that was yeah, for a client that was running a promotion and wanted to see how they were going week by week. Really, I sort of got thrown into the deep end there. It would be so different if you spoke to every grad, every grad I'm sure had a different experience. Yeah, that was mine being thrown into the deep end and trying a lot of different things. I think with FMCG, a lot of the deliverables are quite short. It's very, very fast paced. Um, so you don't necessarily get put on really long projects. It's more just short deliverables and having that client question and then stepping back and thinking, okay, how am I going to answer this? And using the data to get them an output that they can action. Cool. Interesting. How do you think your degree in math and business helped prepare you for your role? I think really what my degree helped with the most was my soft skills. So it's things like problem solving and logical thinking. I think it really set me up and developed those skills to, you know, that way of thinking of looking at the bigger picture and breaking it down into little steps. What is the career progression in a company like Quantium? Could you run through the career progression from intern or graduate? Yeah, so I guess I can speak specifically for FMCG. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same everywhere else, but You've got your interns and the grads, and then you become a contributor. So that's where I'm at now. And then there's also a senior and a lead and an executive, and I think another executive level. That's up. So there's a few different levels that go. How does your role change as your career progresses in Quantium? Yeah, so it changes in terms of responsibility and also in terms of management. So as you go higher, I think you start to look after a bigger team and you also, I guess, are responsible for more. So it might be responsible for things like L&D or different team initiatives and I guess more serious relationships, like specifically within the consultants, you might get a bigger client and be responsible for a bit more there. Next, we'll be moving on to Emma's insight in the data industry. So Emma, what sparked your initial interest in data? So that's a fun question, actually. I think in short, it was my mum. So my mum's also a mathematician. So I think I was always going to go down that road a little bit. Um, she definitely showed me a lot of different career paths in data. And I always enjoyed math. I've always liked the structure and the certainty of it. So um, I think I knew that was the general area. And then once I got to uni, I sort of broke it down and I liked the analytics side of things and the problem solving. Oh, cool. It's really interesting to hear that you had a female role model in STEM. 
For listeners who are new to the data field, could you please introduce your area of speciality, FMCG data analysis? And specifically, we'd like to know what type of data you work with and how you conduct data analysis. Yeah, for sure. So FMCG stands for fast moving consumer goods. So essentially, when we talk about FMCG analytics, what we're doing is analyzing consumer behavior. So more specifically at Quantium and what I do, we work with Woolworths and we look at, you know, when you go into Woolworths and you're buying something, we're analyzing all of that data. So if you've got a Woolworths rewards card, I think over 10 million customers do, when you scan that, what we can do is track your purchasing behavior. And when you come out of the shops and you've got your receipt, we have all that information as well. So we can look at those two different things and answer a lot of questions about what customers are doing. You know, are they loyal to a brand? Are they trying new things? Are promotions working? Things like that. Could you please tell us about how the data you work with impact Quantum and the average person? Yeah, so I guess when you break it down, what we do is we help businesses make better decisions through understanding their data. So we work with suppliers of Woolworths. So you can think of like Coke, for example, when you're going in and you're picking up different flavors or different packs of Coke, we're looking at what people like, what promotions they like, what prices, new products, you're not a fan of old products, things like that. We can analyze that and track it and then help them make smarter decisions for their internal strategies. And at the end of the day, it means you get what you want. So when you're walking in the aisle, they are the promotions you want or the prices you want. And if you think to even, if you do have a Woolworths rewards card, you should get emails from them and those emails are customized. So you're getting offers that relate to what you normally buy. So that's what you want to be seeing. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear all the behind the scenes that goes on with our shopping decisions. I'm curious to know from your perspective, how has the data industry changed since you've started working at Quantium? I think the data industry is such a rapidly changing thing. I mean, even I've only been there for a year and a half and already there's a lot of things changing. I think Quantium does so much and it's a little bit of a leader in its field with everything it does. But since starting, we've got some new competitors that have started, like IRI starting for Coles. So I think there's going to be interesting to see how things change with that, but also just the move towards automated insights and that sort of artificial AI that type of thing. I think there's a big push to having things automated, you know, automated piece of analytics and spitting out those recommendations for clients sort of with the click of a button. And I think that's just going to continue to develop. Looking into the future, since we know data is a fast changing industry, what changes do you foresee in the data field and how would your role as an analyst be changing? Yeah, I think it Everything is so fast. I think there's definitely going to be a push to automation. I think it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. I think as an analyst, a lot of what we do is maybe some smaller questions and some more routine analytics, but there's a big push to making all of that automated. So that becomes almost a client thing they can do with a click of the button, which frees up analyst time to do really complex problems and modeling and things like things like that. So I think, yeah, it would, more automation, it'll be interesting to see where we go in terms of having that more capacity to answer some really cool problems. And what do you think are the most challenging and rewarding parts of your career? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) I think challenging part is there's a lot of relationship management and a lot of problem solving. And I think that 
having that ability to step back and look at a bigger picture is definitely a valuable skill. I think it, it can definitely be challenging, but um, it's a good challenge. And what's rewarding, I mean, I know the relationships are challenging, but they also, also are quite rewarding. Um, being able to build those relationships and see your clients action what you're actually saying is really nice and good to know that they're listening and actually taking on board what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the most common myths about the data industry that you would like to bust? Hmm. I think a lot of people think data analytics is just sort of sitting at a computer and not really talking to anyone. And I know that was something that held me back a little bit because I can be quite extroverted at times. But there's definitely opportunities to be talking with people. There's a lot of collaborative work, a lot of um, brainstorming sessions, things like that. And that was the stuff that I really enjoyed that I didn't really know if I was going to get. Yep. Cool. That, that's actually something that I had about people working in the tech industry, in the sense that you would only be sitting in front of the computer coding and stuff, not talking to people. Cool. Yeah, I think it depends what role you're in. but <laughs> And I think really at Quantum, you can sort of pick um, what you want to do each day, which is something that I've definitely done and exploring this more consulting side. But yeah, you can have a bit of control. If you do want to sit at your desk and code all day, that's fine too. But if you want to be out there talking to people, there's definitely opportunities for that. Next, we'll move on to what is it like working as an analyst? Emma, what is a typical day in the life looks like as an analyst? Yeah, so I think in the morning, there'll often be a few phone calls, a few emails, um, trying to get in touch with people. And yet, just comes back to we'll talk to the client. I'll probably put in a call with them off the back of an email and establish exactly what they're after. Um, and then you go back. I'll get on a call with an analyst and talk through that. And then speaking as when I was an analyst, what I would do once I received that work would be sort of look at the bigger picture. So this is where that problem solving from uni came in is I'd break it down of, all right, well, what do I want my output to look like and how am I going to get the data for that? And so that would help me form my queries, um, my code to look at what tables I needed, what fields I needed, and then work through it that way. And then once that's done, you can have a look at the output, whether it be a chart or an Excel document and help form some conclusions and recommendations. And then all of that gets um, spun back around back to the client. And then how has your work life changed since we're all in lockdown and staying at home? That's definitely tricky. Um, I was actually thinking about it just before. So we recently moved and I'm fortunate now that I've got a little study nook. So I'm quite out of the living room when I'm working but before I was working at the dining table and I definitely found it quite tricky to isolate all of my different parts of my life it was very easy just to sit down and work all day and also when I was working it was very easy to get distracted because you're doing everything in the one room but this way I'm very out of it and I don't just see jobs when I look out I can separate my work from my relaxing time.
moving on to the next question. Um, this is my favorite questions to my friends, mentors, people I met, which is, what are your career goals? And what do you see yourself in three to five years? Oh, this is not my favorite question. <laughs> um, I just think if anything I've learned from the past few years is that I don't know where I'm going to end up. And if I tell you an answer, it's probably not going to be the case. But I'm really, really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm happy to just keep following that path and keep going with consulting. I feel like I have so much more to learn. Um, I'm loving growing my people skills and, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what comes my way. But you never know, maybe after this I'll follow a career in podcasts. What would you see yourself doing if you weren't an analyst at Quantville? Ooh, I always thought in uni that I wanted to do trading, so a bit more finance stuff. But at the end of the day, I'd, I was way too risk averse to take any of that. So that was never going to be very good to me. So maybe something like that. What are some of the female role models that you look up to, like in quantum or in life in general? Yeah, well, I think in life in general, it comes back to what sparked my interest. My mum's definitely a role model of mine. She was um, a very cool lady. <laughs> so being a mathematician, I think, that generation ago definitely wasn't easy and um, she's very strong and driven and definitely look up to her and the way she conducts herself and how respected she is in what she does. It's definitely something I'd like to achieve one day. And in terms of work, um, I love my current manager, Lauren. She's excellent and just her people skills are amazing. Just every time she talks, I'm just like, oh, wow, I wish I could word it like that it definitely doesn't come out that way when I talk and the way she finds insights so quickly um yeah it's really something to watch and I'd love to be able to get to that level now we'll move on to any tips you have for students that are interested in pursuing a career in data what are some steps they could take in high school or university to educate themselves and are there any specific programming languages or skills that are important in the data industry? I think this is actually a funny one because it's so hard to say you will need this coding language just because there's so many out there. I think personally I've used SQL the most but I know even people on different floors at Quantium will use different languages so I don't know if there's necessarily one to learn. One piece of advice I was actually given in uni was to learn VBA because chances are a company will have Excel and I have used VBA. I know most people in the company have, so maybe that's a good one to try. But I guess it, even if you don't want to learn a, um, a language, another thing you could just do is work on your problem solving skills because that's definitely going to come in handy. And on the flip side, do you have any tips for students who aren't sure if they should go into data analysis? Um, I actually think what we put together recently was a sort of virtual intern program. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's hosted on, but I know Quantium has put it together and there's a lot of practice questions or practice briefs on there. So it could give you an idea of the kind of work you'd be doing day to day and that's all just online. So in lockdown, you can give it a go. <laughs> Since you recently just finished your graduate program, what are some things that you wish you knew before started your program or your rotation at Quantium? Yeah, I think this is one that I thought about a fair bit. You know, I can think of 
specific instances where I maybe didn't do handle something in the best way and I can think back to how nervous I was but even if you'd told me not to be nervous I don't think it would have changed a thing I still would have been nervous so I don't know if that's going to help you much but um one thing my manager said recently that really stuck with me was just to be confident in my own abilities and that I shouldn't feel like I have to conform to that picture of success um I don't know about you but I think there's that picture of success that's actually quite masculine and it's got a lot of masculine qualities and I felt, you know, like I had to change or behave differently in order to be successful. And I went to such a fantastic high school called All Hallows and it was an all-girls school and it was quite empowering really and it was always a question of, well, do you want to do it? If so, then you do it. There was never like, well, I don't know because you're a girl, can you, can't you? And... I think I was quite like, oh, yeah, I can do anything going into uni. And then I experienced a glass ceiling and it was a bit like, oh, what's going on? So I think when I went to start my role, I was a little bit cautious. I was a little bit worried that I was going to get opportunities because I was a girl, not because I was good. And I think there was instances where I overthought things when I shouldn't have. And what I needed to do was just be confident in myself and my abilities And I needed to just be myself. And I think that really is what success is. It doesn't have to be that preconceived idea of historically what success was. I mean, even now you can look around and I've got a fantastic team with a lot of female role models and we've got a women's society at Quantium with a lot of successful women in there. And even you guys with this sort of thing, I'm sure you talk to some amazing women all the time. Um, It just shows that we don't need to change our qualities or sense of self to be successful, really. Just be you and I think that is what will really count. Yep, definitely. And maybe something I would like to know personally because I'm actually um, also in the recruitment process. I am currently applying for EY Singapore. I apply for Big Four, so maybe I can get your tip on it. How do you differentiate yourself when you were in the recruitment process? I think it's really just about showing passion and being yourself and I know that sounds so cheesy and I hated it and everyone said that to me when I was applying but I think your personality will definitely shine through and that's what makes you a bit more memorable. I actually found out about Quantium through a girl that I did tap dancing with and um, I think I spent way too much of my interview talking about that and I don't know what kind of picture that painted of me to recruitment but it must have worked. (laughs) Thanks for that insight, Emma. We have one final question. What advice would you give university students who are looking to secure a grad position or internship at Quantium? I think if you would ask recruitment, the answer would be know who Quantium is and know what Quantium does. But I think when it boils down to it, you need to just have a passion for the industry and be yourself. And I know I said that before, but I think it's really important. I think what Quantium is looking for is that personality. There's a lot of people, people at Quantium. Everyone's so happy and willing to chat. And I think that's really what they're looking for. And I think it will go a long way if you can just show them who you are. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, Emma. You have led such an interesting career and we are excited to see what is next for you. So that concludes the, this episode of Talk With Us with Quantum. So stay tuned for our next episode. Um, we release a, a, a podcast episode every week. Emma, if our listeners would like to know more about you or Quantum, where could they reach you? 
Yep. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on there. Emma Badman, feel free to reach out. And thanks for having me and good luck with your interviews. Thank you.